If you have your Bible tonight, you're going to find yourself in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, we're going to be picking up in verse number 10, uh, going through uh, verse number 12, and we'll just touch on verse number 12. As you're finding your place there, we uh, last uh, uh, couple weeks we have been uh, looking at... Uh, as Peter's closing this letter, now this letter was written to a church that was enduring persecution. Uh, Peter was writing this a letter to a church that uh, understood about suffering. And also, uh, he's writing to them because he's just telling them, hey, by the way, you're going to have some fiery trials coming your way. So this is an, a word of encouragement. It's a letter to encourage them. But also notice uh, that he's encouraging them. And as he closes the letter, he, he's, uh, he's being positive about it. We've already looked at that uh, uh, as we're uh, having to endure. And we know that the uh, soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ is sooner than we probably realize. Amen. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that the Lord Jesus could come at any time? I do. I don't know about you, but that's the hope that I uh, take that helps me to get through this mess I got to go through down here. Amen. I mean, hey, one day he's coming. He's coming. He's coming and I'm going to go with him. And so that, he says, uh, first of all, you got to be humbled. We looked at that. Being humbled, it means that you, you submitted yourself and you're submitting yourself to others. Uh, he's encouraging. Now, I find it interesting, do you not, is that here's encouragement. He says, you need to, you need to be humble. You, you need to be servants. I'm telling you, when you serve others, God richly bless you. I mean, when you're thinking of others and when you, when you go and minister to someone, uh, that's just a wonderful blessing to have. And so as we're submitting ourselves one to another, okay, when we come to realize this thing is not about me, but it's about others, then we're going to be encouraged by that because when we go through the fiery trials, when we go through the difficulties, we are be able to band together and we'll be encouraging one another and we will know that when I have to go through a fiery trial, I got a brother or sister who's going to lift me up and encourage me. I don't know about you. I don't know what people do without the family of God. The things that many of you have gone through, you have testimony just like I can give testimony that when I'm going through this mess that I'm going through, what keeps me going is to know my brothers and sisters are going to love me. They're going to encourage me. They're going to have a smile for me. They're going to have an arm around me. And they're going to let me know that they're here with me. They're praying for me. And that's the reason why we can endure the difficulties that will come our way. So we got to be humbled. But also, Last week we looked at, we got to be watchful. Says we're in the latter days, we're going to see he's coming like a roaring lion. Now, at first we saw he came as a serpent, now he's a lion. 
And He's wanting to devour. He's wanting to take a bite out of you. He's wanting to inflict pain on you. He's wanting to do everything He can to discourage you. Remember Sunday night we looked at Nehemiah where they were building the wall and the enemies coming in and they were having discouragement. And the discouragement was not necessarily from the outside even though they were given some discouragement. But the discouragement was coming from the inside. That's how Satan wants to operate. He doesn't care so much about the outside, but he wants to get in the inside because he knows if he can bring discouragement to the inside, he can make a big bite and he can put someone down and he can spiritually immobilize them to where they're not going to do anything for the cause of Jesus Christ. So we got to be watchful. Satan is having a heyday. Satan wants to continue to come after us. Satan wants to take a bite out of you. And so we got to be watchful. But tonight we're going to see we got to be hopeful. We got to be hopeful. I want to look at verse number 10. This is what the word says. says, "But But the God of all grace. Notice he didn't just say God of grace. He said all grace. Now what is its significance about that word all? That helps us to understand that all grace means His grace is sufficient in all things. He has all grace. Who hath called us into His eternal glory. Now, we're going to watch this develop it a little bit more. When you have grace and when you activate grace in your life, then the natural byproduct of that is His glory will be revealed. So when you see and exercise grace, that grace naturally flows into where you're going to see the glory of the Lord revealed. Grace and glory go hand in hand, okay? So he says he's called us into his eternal glory, called us by his eternal glory. Now, here again, Sometimes when we look and read Scripture, we we look at a word and and we really don't see the significance of that. Notice he was intentional here. He said, not into his glory, but his eternal glory. That means the glory of the Lord not only can be revealed to us down here, but the glory of the Lord will be revealed to us there. And when he reveals his glory up there, it will never ever end. Aren't you glad tonight that the glory of the Lord will be revealed to you for all eternity? Man, that's pretty good. He says, by Christ Jesus. And after that, you have suffered a while. Now, here's another word of encouragement. These people have been suffering, right? Face persecution. So here's his encouragement. Hey, this is just for a little while. This is just for a season. This is just temporary. You just hang in there and you continue to love one another and you continue to encourage one another and you can uh, be uh, understanding that what is going on down here is temporary. Somebody needed to hear that tonight. You've already had a rough week. You've had a rough month. Some of you have had a rough year, my dear friend. Whatever you're going through, it's temporary. It's temporary. And then he goes, and he, and he will make you, he will make you perfect. We're going to look at that just a little bit later. 
He's going to make you perfect. But now he didn't stop there. He says he's going to establish, he's going to strengthen, and he's going to settle you. That's pretty good. Now this is a promise from the Lord himself. But look at verse number 11. To him, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so very quickly, time will get you out on time, is we're going to see why can we be hopeful. There's two major uh, components to this. First of all, we can be hopeful tonight because of His grace. The Scripture that we just read said he's, He's the God of all grace. But we also see that Paul said that His grace is sufficient. Now, I'm reminding you, when Paul made that statement, Paul had prayed three times. He prayed three times that the thorn in the flesh uh, would be removed. Three times God says, not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it. And so Paul says, okay, I get it. After three times, I get it. But I want you to know, Lord, you may not remove it from me, but your grace is sufficient. See, sometimes when you pray for your thorn to be removed, whatever it may be, sometimes you're thinking, well, God hasn't heard my prayer. God uh, has answered your prayer, but you didn't like the answer that He gave you. He told you no. And sometimes we have problem with that. You just think your kids have problem with that word no. We all have problem with no. Do we not? When you're going 90 miles an hour down I-40 because you're late to, uh, for appointment in Nashville and you get pa- uh, pulled over uh, and uh, uh, you see um, one of our officers who's a member of this church and I know because some of you have done this just like I would if I was driving, which I don't drive. Uh, but uh, if I did drive, I would be pulled over. And, but... Uh, but you'll say, and you're looking in the rearview mirror, and you see one of our guys, and you're thinking, oh, thank you, Lord, I'm going to get out of this one. And so they come up to you, and they say, hey, you call him by his name. Oh, man, he says, you were going 90 miles an hour. I know, I know, but you know, brother. Hey, by the way, aren't you enjoying our Sunday school class that we're going to? I mean, you know, and, and you say, hey, you know, it's good to see you in our services and, and all that kind of stuff like that. And as, as you're going saying, I'm going to get out of this, I'm going to get out of this. And, and then uh, as you're talking, you notice he's still writing. You thought, well, he maybe he's just taking notes here or something like that. And then you said, now, you're not going to give me a ticket are you he says no you're getting a ticket you don't like that do you no we don't like no and when God tells us no sometimes we don't like it but here's what we have to understand however God chooses to answer is always the right answer okay sometimes no when you look back over it you're thinking who praise the Lord he didn't answer that prayer I mean, I, I, some of you can testify that, right? Whoo, I prayed something. I'm sure glad he didn't give it to me. So here, oh, we, we see that uh, it's God's grace. God's grace is sufficient. But notice also in verse number 12, because of this grace, and we could go on and on about grace, but he says in verse number 12, to stand in that grace. What does he mean by that? He means that if His grace is sufficient, if He's the God of all grace, 
then also you need to realize that you've been saved by grace. Now watch how this connects. If we're saved by grace, then verse 12 says you can stand in grace. That helps us to understand that we believe that if you're truly saved, you're saved for all eternity. You cannot lose your salvation. Your salvation cannot be taken from you. Why? Because it was by grace. And so if it's by grace, then we're able to stand in grace that we don't have to understand, that we have to go to and fro. That Well, you know, one minute we're saying, I don't know, maybe I'm not saying, or maybe I'm, I'm not, oh, I have these problems, I have these, but he says, stand, stand fast. Why can you stand fast? Because what you're standing on, if you're standing up on the chief cornerstone, and then you're standing up on the foundation that was laid by the Lord Jesus Christ, that is so Solid footing, it is. Uh, it, it will secure you. You will not fall through. You will not fall off. You can stand in your grace that has been given to you. Okay, so there was a little rhyme, nursery rhyme. Remember Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Now, y'all. Yeah, this is participation. Okay, what comes after that? Couldn't put Humpty back together again. Right? All right. A little different bent here. Jesus Christ came to our wall. Jesus Christ died for our fall. And because of His grace, Watch this. And because of His grace, He did put us back together again. See, what's it? Humpty Dumpty had a problem. He couldn't get put back together again. But aren't you glad that when you had a problem, the problem of sin, that you could get put back together? And the reason why you got put back together because of His grace. Isn't that good? And, and so he, he says grace. Now watch this. So grace now flows into glory. What do we mean by that? Well, uh, we see in Psalms 84.11. 84.11 it says, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, a Lord, and he calls them sun and shield. Now two things that we need to quickly look at. The psalmist says, the Lord is my son. Now what is the son? The son brings light. Okay? So before you got saved, you were in darkness. Remember, Ephesians talked to us about that we were dead in our trespasses. Okay? And so when the Lord shows up, he, His light removes the darkness from us. Now, I'll go ahead and I would do this here, but uh, if we turn these lights out... We're going to be in darkness, right? But as soon as you flip the switch back on and these lights come on, what dissipates? Darkness. It'll do it every single time. How do I know that? Brother Chris spent a whole day in here flipping the lights on and off, on and off. And he finally came to me and he says, You know what? You're right. Light always dissipates darkness. 
I'm kidding, he didn't do that. I did it. No, no. And, and, so, and so sun dissipates. But what, what is, when you have poor eyesight like I do, the more light, the better, right? And so here, when the Lord, the Lord is the sun that He gives all the light for you to be able to see some of the things that you missed along the way. But notice here, he said, he's my shield. That means he's my protector. Okay? So, the Lord is my shield. He, he is my son. And he says, now when he, uh, when he gives, he gives glor- grace. And then if you continue to read, it goes into the glory. And he says, how, do we, how is his re, uh, glory revealed to us? Okay, watch this. So, grace has been activated in my life. We're fixing to see that you have to put yourself in the position for grace to be activated in your life. It's conditional, right? You, you can't just expect God's grace. You have to do something in order to put yourself in that position. So when you put yourself in that position, then He activates that grace. And when that grace is activated, it leads to His glory being revealed to us. Okay, you got this? Now he goes. the psalmist goes on. How was the glory revealed? The psalmist says that no good thing will be withheld. That's how he says... Now, the, the reason why God's glory was revealed is because you activated grace. Because you came to realize you were saved by grace. Okay? So you're saved by grace, activates grace. Grace now flows into where the glory of the Lord will be revealed. How's the glory revealed? The psalmist says, He will not hold anything good from you. When God gives you something, it's always for your good. Okay? Now, you might not think it's good at the time, but it's good. If God gives it, all good and perfect gifts comes from the hand of God. And so, no, no, watch, here's the condition. The psalmist says that no good thing will be withheld to those who walk upright. It's all right. Saved by grace. Now I am walking in grace. Grace has been activated. And because it's been activated, it now goes to where I see the glory of the Lord revealed in my life. But I had to put myself in that position. Which means we take serious about living a holy life. We take serious that we're living a righteous life. We just don't come any other way we want to. We come by the way of the Lord. And the Lord says, you've got to walk upright. How do you walk upright? You walk in holiness. You walk in grace. You, you walk uh, in the Spirit. And so, when you do that, then the grace has now gone into the, uh, uh, to the glory. But it's, it doesn't stop there. And he says, now, he says, uh, goes on, and he says, you will be, uh, be, uh, well, I'm, I'm done, ran ahead of myself here. First Peter. First Peter 4, 13 through 16. Okay? First Peter 4, 13 through 16. Here's what it says. He says, rejoice. Well, I can do that. Doesn't say rejoice when everything's going well. He says, rejoice when you're suffering. 
Rejoice when things are not going well. Rejoice when you feel like your whole world is caving in. He says, rejoice in the suffering. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. How is that? He, and he goes on and says, and be glad. Be glad when you've been reproached. or Be glad when you've had to suffer. Be glad when you've been persecuted before, because of my name. And then he closes it out and says, you will be happy. Now you cannot be truly happy unless you're happy in the Lord. Because the world looks at happiness determined on circumstances. Our happiness, circumstances, has absolutely nothing to do with it. I'm happy in the Lord when the bottoms fell out. I'm happy in the Lord when my bank account is zero. I'm happy in the Lord when... My health is well. I'm happy in the Lord when my health is not so great. I'm just happy. Why can you be happy? Because, goes back, because you can be hopeful because of the grace that God has bestowed upon you. He's activated grace, which means that He's revealed His glory. And isn't it interesting where it says, the glory of the Lord will be revealed to you in suffering. In suffering. He says, when man, when man uh, suffers and he's not ashamed, then the glory of the Lord. Now notice in the Scriptures here, it says, He will make you perfect. Now th- th- this is good. Make you perfect. What does that mean? First of all, it means, uh, number, first of all, it means He will equip you. Okay? Or adjust you. Or it also means to fit Together. So what are you saying here? He says, the glory of the Lord is revealed to us in our suffering. And he says, sometimes, sometimes he equips us oh, by the tools that he uses. What so some of the tools that he uses? Well, first of all, in God's toolbox, uh, if he's getting you... Here, here's, you know, the puzzles. My, my wife's... Uh, uh, mom, she loved puzzles. She, and she would do those things that got like 20,000 pieces or something. And, and she'd had that thing scattered all over the living room. And, and she would, uh, hours, drove me nuts. It, uh, she would put those pieces together. And, and, and I was thinking, how long have you been working on that? And she says, well, I've been working on this one for a year. I said, you got too much time on your hands. And I'm not going to tell you what you told me. But, and, and, but, but after, after the fact, now it took a while, but when she was putting the piece here, put here, and then it made a beautiful picture. That's how God works in our lives. Amen. He's equipped us, and one of the tools that He uses is suffering. Yeah. Suffering. He allows suffering to come in because He wants to equip us because when He equips us, we see the glory of the Lord revealed in our life. Because we look back and say, man, I remember when my life was like that puzzle. I, I, was, I had pieces all scattered everywhere. 
My life was disarrayed. It was disjointed. But the, uh, the Lord, uh, He allowed me to go through some very difficult time. And because of that, my faith in Him got even stronger and stronger. And now I can tell you, I can give praise and glory to Him because He put all my puzzle and put all my pieces together. Isn't that good? And so He, he, he says, uh, they're suffering. But also... He also used the Word of God for a tool. The Word of God. Now we just looked at uh, scriptures here where uh, that was uh, words of encouragement saying, hey, hey, endure, endure. You're the glory of the Lord. You know, His grace is sufficient. His grace will get you through. And uh, that grace will lead into the glory. And the Lord will reveal His glory. But also, also, one of the tools that God uses to, to equip us and, and to put us together is fellowship. And I'm not talking about sitting down and having a meal together. I'm talking about the fellowship of like mind, kindred spirits, fellowship. I've already testified that I had a number of calls. And I'm telling you, there were my brothers and sisters, and they were telling me uh, in, uh, in, in, in different words, saying, hey, you just hang in there because I know exactly where you're at. And they would tell me stories that were even worse than what I'm experiencing. And they said, God got me through it. You just hang on. I'm going to be praying for you. I want you to know, how, where else are you going to get something like that? That's the fellowship here. That's the family. That's what we're supposed to do. And so he goes on and it says, uh, not only that, but notice the, the word to fit together. In Matthew chapter 4, verse number 21, that same word, uh, the meaning of the word is to mend nets. To mend nets. And so the Lord, even when we're not even realizing, and when, we, when it, it just seems something foreign to us, we don't understand what's going on, He's mending our nets. He's putting us together for His glory. Now, He says also that He will establish us. That word means He's put you on a solid foundation. You're fixed firm. You're not going to waver. Then he says strengthen. That word means exactly what it means. He's going to strengthen you. And then he says settle. That word settle means to lay a foundation. And so as he's acting in our lives, he's setting the foundation. Now watch this. When a lost person goes through difficulties, when they go through heartache, I want to say they lose hope. But it's kind of hard to lose hope when you don't have any hope anyway. Without knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you do not have any hope. Okay? But, just for illustration. So a lost person goes, they don't have any hope. They don't have a hope that there's, uh, there's eternity in heaven. They, they don't have a hope that, that God is going to, to get the last word. They don't have any hope that God's going to reveal His glory. And so they lose hope. And when a person loses hope, then they lose everything. You take a person's hope from them, they will die. Okay? But, now watch the difference. But when we as believers go through the fiery trials and go through the heartache, our hope is not lost, it increases. It's a, I don't know about y'all, but that, that's kind of shouting ground for me. 
It's to know that why can I go when I'm going through heartaches? Why can I still have a smile? Why can I still be praising the Lord? Because I have hope. I have hope that this thing down here is temporary. I have hope if the worst case scenario takes place, I'm bound for heaven. I mean, it's a win-win situation. And so we have hope. Now, in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, and we're closing. In Romans chapter 5, 3 through 4, it says this. It says, tribulation, trials, heartache, suffering produces patience. Patience produces experience. Experience produces hope. See, we can have a blessed hope because we have had an experience, first of all, with the Lord Jesus Christ and with life. Many of you can testify far better than I can because of some of the experiences that God allowed to come into your life that were very difficult. I mean, you, you just—I mean, it was just gut wrenching. But you, because of your faith, you kept on and you, you kept on serving the Lord and you kept on praising the Lord. And then in due time, He revealed His glory to you. And because of the experience, you have the hope. And so when you come to somebody that's hurting and going through a similar situation, they can come to you and say, listen, there's hope. He says, well, what are you talking about? I'll tell you why I'm talking about. Because I've gone through this experience. And they share their experience of their heartache that they've gone through. And after you hear them testifying to what God has done in their life, does that not give you hope? Say, praise the God. I mean, if He can do it for them, He can do it for me. Why can He do that? Because we all came by the same way. Grace! Grace. None of us have anything to boast about. None of us can say it's because I'm a little better person than that. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. And because of that experience, that when we're going through difficulties, we can say to one another, Oh, there's hope. There's hope. And they say, Well, how can you say that? Because I have experienced it. And I'm telling you, God is good. All glory goes to Him. And He will reveal Himself if He doesn't reveal reveal it here, He will reveal it there. And when He reveals it, all of this will pass away and all you can have a mindset on, oh, I'm praising glory. Glory to God. I know I don't deserve here. It's all because of Your grace. Thank You for saving my soul. I'm telling you what, that's why we can have a blessed hope tonight, no matter what we're going through, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us and what He will do for us when He comes and says, okay, church, Time to come home. Oh, glory to His name. I don't think you're supposed to get that excited on a Wednesday night, but somebody here needs to have a word of hope. Somebody here needs to give somebody you know a word of hope. Church, That's what we're here for. All glory, all honor goes to Him and Him alone.